What was the result? Three, three premiership, three for me and two for them. Alright everyone, welcome to the Chip the Keeper podcast with Chris, Hunter, Pranav, and Kieran. We're four idiots with no qualifications other than having little to no life outside of football. Discuss and dissect the world's most popular sport. I'm Pranav, your host. Um, Hunter, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, everyone introduce themselves Hi. and give me give me their uh, result of the weekend. Nice. Uh, I'm Kieran. Oh, actually, Hunter, you know what? You, you, you're new. Why don't you why don't you go first and sure, we haven't met our friend Hunter. Let's give us your introduction. Like where are you from and who are you? Let's do that. Who am I? I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm Hunter. I'm originally from New Jersey. Uh, went to school in New York and now I'm going to more school in Ohio. Um, my favorite team is Chelsea. Um, give us your favorite uh, soccer moment of all time. Uh probably has to be uh, the little mini Frank Lampard interview after the 2012 Champions League final where he, where he yells out in excitement. Uh, I told you Chelsea fans we're, we're the best team in the world and tonight we are. And then he yells something about get in there, something else yeah. British. Uh, I will say that, that every, every time I watch that, I, I still get chills. I think that- Give us your result the weekend. Okay. Result of the weekend probably has to be uh, the North London Derby game, Arsenal, Arsenal three, Tottenham one. All right, um, we'll be talking about that. Um, Karen, give us give us your introduction, your result of the weekend. Uh, well, yeah, I'm Karen uh, again. I'm from New York, uh, downstate NYC area, I guess. And uh, I actually want to, Hunter. I just really wanted to say quickly that 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 2012 UCL final is probably the best like overall UCL final I've ever seen. Like that season was nuts. Uh, and quick, my results of the weekend. Uh, it's probably Lazio being Roma three two. That was a pretty crazy game. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty crazy game. I definitely want to talk about it later. Had a very very animated Jose Mourinho. Yeah, uh, Chris. It's crazy. We got Chris joining us again. Um, give us your name and your result of the weekend. Hey, what's up, everyone? Chris uh, from New Jersey. But back in Arizona now. Uh, also, I'd like to point out that just because Hunter is going to more school doesn't make him any more qualified than any of us for this podcast. <laughs> just a little disclaimer there. Uh, result of the weekend. It, um, it probably makes me less qualified. What's that? I just said it probably makes me less qualified because I have less time to watch the beautiful game oh, now. That, that's, a, that's a fair point. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, result of the weekend, this is a rare occurrence, but uh, I will actually agree with Hunter on this one, North London Derby. All right. We, yeah, rare, rare occurrence. I've never, I, this might be the second or third time it's ever happened. Um, uh, so I'm Pranav, your, your host for today. And uh, my result for the weekend was, was uh, Liverpool Brentford 3 3, but it is a close one with the firecracker that was the, the North London Derby. All right. Um, so now we've, we've gotten to that. Uh, 
So no one mentioned the the, the Chelsea City match. Um, I know why Hunter didn't mention it, but um, so that was a, that was an early uh, seven thirty on the East Coast um, for Chris. That would have been a a, a crisp four thirty a.m. wake up time. Um, so uh, what did you guys? If you, if you guys if you guys watch that match, do you guys have anything to say to uh, dissect that match or what it, its implications for the title race? Yeah, I, I'm just gonna let him have the floor with this. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd love to hear Hunter's thoughts on this. So, our captain Dave uh, Asby, um, in a post match interview or the next day or something, he basically didn't call out anybody except, but he called out the entire team. Um, the I I did unfortunately wake up at seven twenty eight to watch it. Um, the passing was not great, and I think Thomas Tuchel came into the game a bit too cautious because um, I noticed that we had to have that five slash three in the midfield um, in a three five two to to be able to counter players like uh, Rodri and 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 Kevin De Bruyne and and, and Phil Foden when he dropped in. Um, that kind of left uh, Timo and Big Rom up top kind of isolated. So that way, when they when they did get the ball, um, Timo would make it would make a run like he does, and there would be no way for for whoever had the ball initially to play it to him because they were just swarmed. Whether that was from City's back line or or, or Rodri dropping in deep, um, so having the five in the midfield was 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 good and we except for one one play kind of contained uh city's midfield but it's just there was no there was not enough offensive uh there wasn't enough of an offensive presence um to Chelsea's game for 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 way too long um we did have some some moments where there where there was a break and 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 the attackers should have done better, but I think this one probably comes down to the execution of Chelsea's game. And then also a large part um, on, on Thomas Tuchel, just, just for, for coming out far too, far too defensive. Was he perhaps uh, out coached by Pep Guardiola? Out coached? Probably. Um, it also could be a, a debate of, did he overthink it like Pep does and say, oh, we're going to dominate the midfield and just counter. But we didn't dominate the midfield as much as we needed to be able to counter. Um, but Chelsea were, were, were convincingly the, the, the weaker side today. Do you think that's on ability or uh, just because, and this is open to everyone, uh, do you think that's on ability or just because Chelsea just respected City too much today um, and didn't necessarily give them that respect the last three times they played them? And do you think do you think that goal was a one off that that Jesus because that that was a that was a dribbling deflection shot into the corner, um, and he had could have done nothing about it. Um, do you think basically do you think this result is deserved? I I, I think it's deserved even as a Chelsea fan. Um, Chelsea have this knack of coming out on the back foot, and then after about thirty minutes, this is probably the second or third time I've seen it this season. Um, and then after about 30 minutes, they, they, they finally find their stride. But against a team as strong as City, they will not let you get back off the back foot. 
Um, and and I don't think it's a, it's a it's an issue of ability um, because this Chelsea team has shown that that it's not an ability thing because they ha- they've beaten Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea side has beaten Manchester City in the previous three meetings, including uh, uh, a Champions League final. Um, which, which yes, as the Chelsea fan, I'll be I'll be bringing that up probably at every opportunity I can throughout the season, um, just to make myself feel good. Uh, but I, I don't think it's an ability thing in terms of overall ability. I think on the day, the Chelsea players uh, did not play up to where they can, unfortunately. Uh, and ultimately, like you said, the 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 goal was. It was coming for a while. The goal itself, unlucky. Um, but but I think a 1-0 was a fair result. If it was if it was anything more like a 2-0 or a 3-1 or whatever, I would say probably not because Chelsea did defend well. They did counter well when they were able to get those chances. Um, but with that being said, on 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 the day we were we were outmatched. So. Uh... Chris or Kieran, do you guys have thoughts on on uh, this match's implications for the title race? Um, Chelsea, Chelsea. I know, I know. Uh, we we discussed this last week, but Chelsea were Kieran's favorites for the title race, even though he doesn't necessarily believe in Tuchel over Pep. But um, he thought he thought they they do bits, and uh, they showed they were outclassed and outmatched by Pep City, um, including a strike by uh, out of favor Gabby Jesus. So, what are your thoughts on that, Kieran? Uh, I mean, yeah, the, see, my, my, my problem with city in general is that I don't really trust Gabby Jesus to be like a 20 goal a year striker. I mean, he obviously scored in the game and I, I didn't actually watch. Uh, he, he didn't even play striker this game. He, he played on the wing. Um, he hasn't been playing striker a lot. actually. Really? I, yeah, yeah, he's, been, I, he's been being deployed on the wing. I didn't, front I didn't, I didn't, unfortunately, I mean, due to uh, cable restrictions, I did not watch this game. I actually watched United completely shit the bed versus Aston Villa. But right, well, uh, we're very we're very pro peacock on on uh, the chip the peacock yeah. podcast uh, mostly yeah. because uh, we've all cut cable essentially except for maybe Hunter but um, yeah. well, Andrew, all the cable games Hunter you're gonna be our guy for all the yeah. like uh, the, I I had to watch United lose to uh, to, to Aston Villa which I did actually get up at seven in the morning as well seven thirty in the morning as well for. Uh, for some reason I just woke up uh, and I was out quite late in New York City the night before so. Didn't really make a lot of sense, but no. Um, the Gabby J goal. I saw the goal. It was a very sloppy looking goal, from what I remember. Uh, kind of like trickled in, and I still don't know if I believe in. My problem with City is I don't think they have an out and out goal scorer, and they really haven't had one for a while because Aguero wasn't really there last year, so it was more of like a collective from Mares and Bernardo Silva and like the winger boy like Sterling and Ferran Torres, but like. I don't know. When Chelsea got Lukaku, I thought they just have the goals to uh, to to pull it out. And I still actually believe that that Chelsea will be efficient against like lower level teams in the Premier League, where I think City may falter to like Southampton. They may have like their more odd odd draws. And I think Lukaku in general is, has proven that he is a like a lower late lower uh, lower team striker that he can eat up against those smaller mid-level to smaller teams in the prem, even if he does disappear against the top six, I think he'll score enough goals to probably win them the, the prem in the end. Like you, I think it'll be a, a probably a scrappier premier league race than I thought it would like something more similar to like what La Liga was last year, maybe two, maybe two, uh, 
two, 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 three points, but I still think Chelsea will scrape it out. It's not going to be convincing title win, though. I will say that. So upcoming, we got, we got Chelsea, got uh, Southampton and Brentford. Um, Brentford, as we've seen, is a dangerous team. Southampton, apparently, as we've seen also, is, uh, I mean, they shut down City um, and had them on one shot on target. So I, um, I guess it might be it might be a, uh, a deceptively challenging couple of games. But um, coming, talking about upcoming fixtures, um, Man City have PSG and Liverpool. Is this the, the hardest game week in the history of game weeks to have Chelsea, PSG, and Liverpool in one week, Chris? Yeah, that's got to be up there. I mean, I, I can't think of like another game week off the top of my head, at least, that would be as difficult as that. But I mean, you got the Champions League winners. You have uh, PSG with like essentially an all-star team. I mean, let's just call it that at this point. Um, and then uh, an inform and climbing Liverpool. So, um, yeah, I would, uh, I would not be interested in participating in that. Cause that's a, that's a tough schedule right there. I'm, I'm sure there's going to have to be a good amount of rotation just to, you know, I mean, you can't play your starters every single game. And I know Man City likes to rotate a good amount. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting. I, I'm really excited for Man City PSG oil classico or Kashiko, my bad. Um, I think that should be a good game and, uh, time timing wise, that might be better than 4:30 AM. Cause I think those games are typically played later. So maybe I can tune in at some point. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the only thing that would have made their week worse is if Man City were playing Man City. Um, I, I don't see like any, any, any three more challenging teams to play in, in one week, um, as of right now. Um, all right. So we're going to stay on Premier League, uh, but we're going to move to um, the other marquee match of the weekend, um, the North London Derby or Derby. Um, I met a British guy once. He couldn't explain to me why they call it a Derby, but they still call it the Kentucky Derby. Um, so that was, uh, was anyone surprised by the result? Or sorry, was anyone not surprised by the result? Um, did, does anyone have any, 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 any thoughts on that? I, I opened it up at, um, at right as Saka scored the, the third goal. So um, that I didn't see that coming. Harry, Harry Kane putting in a defensive shift also didn't see coming. But um, yeah, was anyone surprised or not surprised by the result? Uh, I mean, Kane hasn't scored a goal this season yet. And I think that is kind of crazy. Like he's been the, one of the most consistent, he's probably been the most consistent, one of the most consistent strikers in world football for the last like five years. And he's started out, this is the worst start he's had in a while. Uh, so I thought that was interesting in general. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like Arsenal is capable of beating Tottenham. Like, even if they're not that great uh, of a team, they still are capable of just like, I feel like Arsenal always beats Tottenham. It's just a, like, it's always a fairly one-sided result in the North London, even if Tottenham does better in the table. It's, it's really funny because the, the, yeah, the form table can always have Tottenham however high up, but Arsenal always just for whatever reason has a hold on them. Um, and I, I've always found that very, very strange, no matter how shambles symbolic Arsenal are. Um, Chris or Hunter? Yeah, I'd, I'd also like to add something. Um, I, was, I was playing soccer as that game was happening, so I, I missed it. But I just watched the highlights and uh, just the atmosphere. I, like, I had to like turn my volume down because like, the crowd was roaring. And I think like, that's what it came down to. But just like looking at all of Arsenal's goals, like Aubameyang looked like what he looked like 
I don't know, three years ago. And um, yeah, just like, it's pretty rare to see Arsenal look like, you know, a a cohesive unit moving forward, but they did today, um, which is strange. Uh, But I I don't know like what this necessarily means. Um, It's kind of hard to predict that. I, I know they've won their last four games, but they had a rough start and um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't see them like challenging for the top four, obviously, but you know, maybe they could sneak into the Europa league or something like that, but yeah, Are crazy Spurs result. Top four? What's that? Are Spurs challenging for top four? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's, um, I think there's a, a clear top four at this point. It's, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City. And uh, I think then there's like a six or seven point gap for fifth. Interesting. I don't, I don't think it's that big, but I do think it's very clear. I think it's going to be, I think this Premier League season's, I think Tottenham will probably, actually probably Leicester will finish fifth. I can see that happening again. Uh, I will maybe. remind everyone that Tottenham is currently below Arsenal. At the table. Actually, you know, you know who I think I can see finishing fifth, who I, I, I've predicted to have a really good year. I think Villa is going to finish fifth more than I think they're going to go crazy this year in terms of how that's my hot take. That's my hot take for the year. Villa will be finishing fifth this year. They're really good. I just, I just know that from watching them play Everton last week and watching them just absolutely fucking, they killed us. Like, and, uh, and then they beat United. Like they were, they were taking, I watched that United game. They were taking it to United. So I think Villa, I think Villa, Villa will be my, that's going to be my choice fifth, but, and I think it'll be like five points. Andrew, you have thoughts on the derby? Um, my my thoughts were uh, kind of said already. Where, yeah, it was a good game, but we shouldn't forget that Arsenal are tenth and Tottenham are eleventh. Um, after six games played, they've both gone on opposite streaks of winning three and losing three. Um, so in terms of, of of top four or anything like that, probably not because if you're gonna, especially now with with this Chelsea team and, and the United team and city and Liverpool, you cannot go on streaks like that and still have a hope of coming top four. Um, Harry Kane for as good as he's been is his one season wonder is now his one season wonder run for the last five years is now coming to an end. Uh, no goals and no goals, no assists in five games this, this year, um, which is kind of odd from a guy who, what he was top scorer and top assister last year, or top assister and close top scorer last year. Um, so it's it's this Arsenal team you would expect to play this well. This Tottenham team, uh, based on the 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 players on the field, um, maybe score or concede a few more goals. Um, uh, but this Tottenham team, you would also expect to score a lot more than just a a single goal through young and son who, by the way, needs to get out of Tottenham as soon as he possibly can. Um, Just because with having a front line of son, Harry Kane and Lucas Mora um, with a now resurging Deli Alley and and Ndombele in behind should not only be scoring one goal. Um, You you mentioned Lucas Mora. I I was was, was watching that match. Um, Lucas Mora had an absolute thunder bastard of a shot with crazy dip. Aaron Ramsdale pulls out one of the most athletic saves I've ever seen in my entire friggin' life. 
that was unbelievable and we were like we were like clowning him he just he tips it onto the bar I think that's all he could do because ridiculous that shot was um and we were like I mean we we necessarily weren't like like the soccer world was a clowning um arsenal for these signings uh do you think these signings have implications or was it just, just a one-off or let me extend that like does this do you think you think the result of this derby has any implications at all other than like someone going to work uh with someone from north london and south london or sorry north london are two people from North London just being like, oh, my team beat your team? Or does it actually have implications for the table? Or are we or do we just not care about it? That's uh, you wanna go, Kim? No, you go. You go. I I think it's like, yes, Arsenal has just put together 90 minutes of great football, but um I think it's it's 90 minutes like they're 38 games um well i think of all of the signings that arsenal had for me like personally i think odegaard is the one that i'm like the most excited about um and watching the highlights he had a couple like really good uh passes and he had like one run that if they played him he would have surely scored um but like i just remember when he was like 16 years old in like two days or whatever uh and he broke into real madrid because uh, he's he's our age, right? He's I remember I remember I remember talking about it in high school when he went to Madrid. You and I were yeah. standing in the halls, being like, "This guy, this guy's our age," and he said, right. "We're all freaking Madrid, earning like seventy k a week." Yeah, no, I know. I remember having that conversation, and it's just cool to like, you know, see him sort of break through again. And I think more than anything, like he looks happy. I mean. I, but yeah, going back to that, like, I don't, I don't know if this really means too much for Arsenal, but I'm excited to like watch Odegaard sort of return to form and, you know, continue hopefully in the right direction in terms of being the wonder kid, you know? Chris, Chris uh, sorry, not Chris, uh, Kieran, you had thoughts? Um, how much was Aaron Ramsdale? What was his, what was his price tag? Does anyone know? Uh, I think it was, it was, it was a lot, right? It was like 30. It was a good chunk for a goalie, I think. He was twenty-four million. Yeah, see, like that's a lot. Like even for for, for a keeper that's gotten relegated this past season. Yeah, <laughs> he's not even. Is he their starter? The no, the, oh, no. Leno is the starter, right? Okay. Yeah. So for a backup goalie playing twenty-five mil, like that's 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 kind of like uh, Thibaut Courtois went to Madrid for thirty-five. Like twenty-five is like twenty-five is a lot. So even if he had a great North London derby, like he's got to be an Arsenal like. He's got to be their starter. He first has to be their starting goalkeeper for that to be a good signing. And, like, I don't know. I feel like people get – Arsenal gets clowned a lot because of the Ben White signing for 60. Like, that's ridiculous. You Signing 60 – I, I mean, I, I, I have to say that I didn't watch this game yet. I haven't seen the highlights yet, so I don't really know what the uh, – how. that's probably why it wasn't my result of the week because I just didn't see it. But um, I don't know how he played, but from what I've been he- hearing – and I haven't been really watching a lot of Arsenal in general – but from what I've been hearing, he's not been that great. And if 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 their their signings could be really good, if Ben White is a failure and you paid sixty mil for him, like that's that their 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 summer is going to be is, is it's still really bad. Um. Oh, sorry, Hunter. Go ahead. Um. I, I was going to say like this result is bigger for the individual players on the Arsenal team than the Arsenal team itself. You know, like if you can get Aubameyang back back in form, he's one of the better strikers in the league um and especially for for players like Odegaard and Emil Smith-Rowe and and and, and Saka to get 
Emil Smith Rowe and Saka to get to get on the score sheet, and then Odegaard to also play well. Um, if that can improve their confidence, that can improve the way Arsenal play. Other than that, I don't think it's, you know, the the uh, the size of the result doesn't really affect too much around them. Also, a stat I just found. Um, I believe his name is, yeah, Jose Sa. However, that's pronounced the Wolves keeper from Portugal now has more more goal contributions uh, this season than Harry Kane, um, with an assist today to to uh, to Jimenez. Can we? Uh, I feel I feel like once a week we should do like a random stat like that. It's just like it's it's like a stat that doesn't make sense I, in your head. <laughs> I, I'm sensing I'm sensing some some uh, some Harry Kane uh, like disapproval from from Hunter. Like some like hardcore. I don't really like Harry Kane that much. He's he's pulled out a couple stats that have just put him in a pretty negative light. <laughs> I speak nothing but truth. Um, so. Um. Yeah, uh, so funnily enough, um, there were two out-of-form strikers on the field today. Uh, one of them scored. The one, the one of them that was being bashed probably a lot more, Aubameyang scored today, and Harry Kane did not. Um, am, I, am I overstepping here by saying that, that Aubameyang can compete with Harry Kane for this season, or are we, are we not going there yet? You, that, that's a, that's a hot, know. hot take right there. That's a I, I don't think it's that. flaming I don't hot take. That hot. What is I would say it's a very hot take, to be honest. I was just posing the question. I would say that – I don't think Aubameyang Abami, like, – was just bad last year. Like, I think the only thing is he was kind of old. But the year before, he was he was tied for leading, like, league goal scorer. Uh, and I think if he gets, like, between more than 15 goals this year, which I think he might, I think it'll be between 15 and 20. I think he'll have – that's a, that's a good season. Um, Kane – my question is how long before Kane's goal – how long does Kane's goal trial have to go before we, like – start actually like asking questions of how good he is anymore. Like I, I think he's I think he's done enough. Um for me, I think he's he's done enough the past few seasons to not ask questions until um I mean I don't I don't have I don't have a quantitative number in mind, but he he did he was at the Euros this summer. Like it, it did take a toll on him. And yeah, other players have returned to form first, but he also had like a whole fiasco. I think there's a lot of mental and physical stuff uh drain going on. Um I think he did, he definitely should be informed, and I'm confused as to why he's not uh, necessarily. But I don't I don't think we start slandering him until until at least like if he doesn't score for like ten games, then 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 we can start to the, the, there can be words said. Can we also add? Um, I mean, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I could be wrong on this. But I'm pretty sure that at least last season he had a slow start. I don't know if that's correct or not. I remember him scoring a lot like mid-season and towards the end, but I think he had a like a slower start. Don't have the numbers to back it up, so that might be wrong, but that's how I remember it at least. I mean, I, I also don't have the numbers, but Pranav, you, you mentioned the Euros. Like, he didn't score a goal for like seven games in the Euros. Like, it took him a long time in the Euros to, to score for, for – for England and, uh, and then obviously England made it to the final. Um, but is this now a trend of he, he takes a second and, and then especially coming off of, of the whole Man City transfer debacle. 
No, you're right. Um, so do you, do you think do you think he was sitting there or not sitting there? He was he was getting destroyed by uh, Bukayo Saka. Uh, um, and but do you think he was he was there like? Do you think do you think he just lost his legs for Tottenham? He just didn't have the 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 motivation to perform for Tottenham because he he did make like a he lost the he lost the ball in the Saka goal and he made like a lung busting run um, back. And he made it. He made the tackle to block it. Unfortunately, he was he tackled it right back to Saka, and he scored. But um, I mean, are there are there questions about his motivation for Tottenham at this point? I mean, I don't think he would run all the way back to attempt that after losing the ball if he didn't care about the club. Um, I next summer, I think he's gone, but I feel like he's gonna at some point like. Just say I gotta stick it out and do what I can. My question is, where is he going if he is leaving? This totally man city. I don't think he's going to city next summer. I I think, I think he's. Going I, to I don't think city. he is. I think city, city can now aggregate the funds to buy like a Holland. I think they're gonna go after Holland next year, and especially if Hurricane is a bad year. And Holland, I think. I mean, I think Holland's gonna keep pace with Lewandowski for Golden Boot. Actually, I'm of that mind. I don't think he's gonna win it, but. Holland has a great year and City has a bad and and if Holland has a great year and Kane has a bad year and City don't win the Champions League, I think they're going to do something crazy next summer, and I think that might be buying Holland, especially if he keeps up this uh, mediocre report. Like he he'll have to like explode, um, in order to be on Man City's radar. I think I think Man City has is has their sights set on um, bigger and and better at this point, and they realize they can get goals, but they, they want now they want like a like a talisman and um they are they already have that in different I don't think Kane is any better than Bruyne but I think Helen has the possibility to be. Um I mean, all right so enough talk about the North London Derby. Um I think we're all in we're all in agreement it doesn't have it it has slight wider implications but not really a game that did have slight wider implications however was uh Man United nil Aston Villa won. Chris would you like to take point on this one? Yeah, once again, and, uh, you know, it was 4.30. I, I totally, like, got the time wrong in my head because the night before I went to bed, I, like, I did the math. I was, like, because my app, I guess, hasn't, like, updated to West Coast time. So I was, like, oh, yeah, like, I can totally watch this. And then that didn't happen, obviously. Uh, so watch the highlights. Uh, I think they had in the 20s in terms of number of shots. Um, so... I mean, I don't know. They, they like created chances from what it seemed like. Um, it's just tough because it's, I mean, Aston Villa, I think is a good team. Um, obviously they should have tied it. Oh, here's another question. Because personally, uh, I would have had Ronaldo take the penalty. So I think we should go around the room and ask who you would have for that. But let me just finish my last point. Yeah, 28 shots. So Ole does this thing where he'll like go on a winning streak and you'll be like, Oh, this is like 2010 Manchester United. This is awesome. And then he does this thing where he like loses three or four games. And then like right before you think they're going to sack him, he just starts winning again. And it's been this way for <laughs> since he's gotten the job. Um, but it, it's not the end of the world to lose one, nothing to Aston Villa. Um, I just, I'm a little worried going into Champions League against Villarreal after uh, they beat us in the Europa League final. Um, and now we've lost the last three games. So 
definitely some concern there. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, oh, also Shaw and McGuire uh, both got hurt. I don't know how long those injuries are going to be, but um, yeah, those are definitely Shaw's super important and McGuire's pretty important too. So Alex, Alex Tellers is not a, not a terrible backup. He, Alex Tellers is a great backup. I think <laughs> most, most teams in the world would love to have Alex Tellers as their backup. Um, but the, I, I'm curious to see, because it's probably going to be Lindelof that slides into the Maguire spot, depending on how long the injury is or was. Um, but I would love to see Bailey next to uh, Varane. I think that'd be an awesome pairing. Um, and that's Eric Bailey played. Yeah, that's a FIFA pairing. You're right. Uh, Eric Bailey played very well against West Ham midweek um, from the time that I watched. Um, so I would love to see that starting this week. I don't know, just mix it up, but yeah. So definitely nervous. Um, we'll see what happens, especially since they lost the first champions league game against young boys. So you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned being nervous. Um, that's two one nils in a row losses. Um, I know, I know you, you did play a second string, but um, that's not a second string to, to, to turn your nose up at. Um, uh, in the EFL Cup game. Uh, are you are you worried about a a dip? you said you said Villarreal, but um you got Everton and, and Leicester City up next. How worried are you for that? Um, I I know they have a difficult run. I think I'm I'm more concerned about um Villarreal just because of our recent Champions League history with the minimal amount of games we've had. <laughs> um. I, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on like who comes back healthy and uh, how Villarreal goes. I, I wouldn't be too concerned about Everton. No offense, Kieran. Uh, Leicester City, maybe slightly more concerned, but um, I think the focus is definitely Villarreal. All right. Um, well, okay. So for me, I, I think Fernandez has a better, he has a better penalty taking record in his, his past, however many. Um, I think, Fernandez never takes a penalty again for United as long as Ronaldo's there. Uh, but for that penalty, I don't think I don't think him not taking a penalty. I, I also thought Emmy Martinez with his, his god tier shit hazard was absolutely brilliant. That was awesome. <laughs> like <laughs> I know I'm a United Ronaldo. fan, but Imagine that was awesome. Fucking balls to point to Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the deadliest penalty takers of all time, be like, "Hey, you should take this ball and hit it at me <laughs> instead I of think- this scrub." <laughs> I think I rewatched that part like four times just because that was awesome. And that's what makes the Premier League the best league in the world. Well, like, and then stuff he skies like that. the penalty. I mean, Martinez yeah. turns around and he shakes his ding dong at the Manchester United, the, the, the United supporters <laughs> at the home. <laughs> Emmy Martinez has been having having a year. Um, right, Hunter, Hunter and Kieran, uh, who would you guys have to take the penalty if you guys were all there? Um, I think I think the decision to have Bruno take the penalty in that moment was the correct decision. Um, you know, 92 or 93 percent conversion accuracy—that's that's pretty good, I would say. Um, but but I think from now on, Bruno's never taking another free kick. He's never taking another penalty. It's it's just going to be Ronaldo bagging penalties and sending free kicks either into the wall or into row Z 
Um, Hold on, you don't you don't think you don't think Ronaldo's gonna take? Sorry, Fernandez is gonna take free kicks anymore? I think I, I think Ronaldo I, don't, I think Ronaldo respects Fernandez enough to to give him does. the the free kicks. Like after he missed the penalty, like Ronaldo, I have never seen Ronaldo pat a player on the back and be like like keep your head up. That's what he like. That's what he after he missed the penalty, like pat him on the back instead of yeah, like, I was throwing his arms up and being like doing doing Ronaldo stuff, you know. I'm being a bit hyperbolic there, um, but I definitely think from now on, um, Pogba probably gets more looks. Ronaldo will probably be the, the main guy, um, unless you have a situation at Manchester United like you did at Chelsea last year where you had like three different penalty takers and all of them hit struggles at some point. Um, going from Jorginho to Warner back to Jorginho and whoever else took penalties for Chelsea, not named Christian Pulisic. Um, yeah. Kieran, who do you have? Uh, I'd probably still stick with Bruno. I think, I mean, yeah, one miss is like, I kind of like that Bruno is the penalty taker for United. I, I, th- I think it shows that Ronaldo is willing to take away from the spotlight there, that he can let somebody else be like the center of attention for at least on something. Uh, I, 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 oh, I was unmuted. Never mind. Um, I thought I'd, but yeah, uh, I actually do think Ronaldo's going to start taking more free kicks away from him. I think that's going to happen a lot more. Uh, I think he'll still be like the main guy in certain situations, but I think if it's a little bit farther out, Ronaldo's going to start taking him a little bit more as opposed to like the, the inward ones, but I'd probably still stick with Bruno. I don't know. He also just, he just has a satisfying run up. <laughs> it looks cool. Okay, so so Kieran for no other reason than than aesthetics, and I kind of like it. Would <laughs> would stick with Bruno? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think either of them are, are great options. I think uh, the fact that they, I, I think they are like like I don't I think the fact that Ronaldo didn't throw his hands up says a lot about what he thinks about Bruno. Um, but I don't think Bruno's ever seen another penalty again for United as long as Ronaldo is there. Um, all right, and our other big six. Fixture. I, I, I quickly, I will, I will say that I think if he, if he take, I think he'll, I think I still think he'll actually take the next one. I don't think United's going to drop like, he, if he took the last one, I still think he will take the next one. I think if he misses that, Ronaldo will have all of them. But that's a, that's a, that's a, that's our that's our hot take for the for the evening that uh, Ronaldo that Bruno's going to be on the next penalty. I think we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens. I think you still will take it. You can rub it in my face. Um, I, if, I don't think that's a hot take. I don't think that's a hot that, take. That at Bruno all. takes it after sending it into Rosie. I think it's Cristiano Ronaldo on the team. I think Ole, I don't think it's a hot take. I don't. I think that's oh. like sending a message to Bruno that like I don't believe in you, and I don't think Ole wants to do that to Bruno. Like Bruno for the last Ronaldo just got there. Bruno for the last year has been like the leader of that team. Like he's the best. But Ronaldo takes them for Portugal. Players. Like like Bruno knows that that Ronaldo. Yeah, but I like, think, it's not about. I think I think Man U is more Bruno's team than it is Ronaldo, like at the moment. Like I, think, I, I agree. I agree. I, I just so, think one hundred percent because Manchester United was in a very bad spot when Bruno came into this team. Like if you look at the team before Bruno came in, and you look at the team now, like Bruno Fernandez led the charge. I'm not saying Ronaldo doesn't have history with Man United because obviously that's important, but currently this is Bruno Fernandez's team. I agree. I just. I don't know. I, I struggle. I struggle to see it happen. We'll 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 see what happens. Um, I really, I really just quickly. I just don't think you. I think that's a terrible. That would be a really bad thing from Ole. So you send telling your leader and best player that you don't believe in him anymore to take your. I don't. I don't think that, that he doesn't believe in him. He just has a like a like a really good penalty taker. Like yeah, it's not. It's like, not like it's not I like think, oh you're off penalty duty. It's more. It's more like Ronaldo's on penalty duty. I think that that's it. As, I, I think he, you, he I showed think, that he showed that he couldn't cope with the, that pressure in that moment. 
Um, but he, he didn't miss didn't, wide. He didn't, he didn't get it saved. He sent it into the stands. I still think – I don't know. I think it sends a negative message. I think it's more likely that I'm taking Bruno off off penalty duty. I, I think that message is more clear uh, than Ronaldo is getting more on. I just, that's just me. I, I think, think he'd been struggling, I would I would say so. But I think the fact that – like he obviously is a very good penalty taker. And that he knows he knows that competition at that spot is tight. And he does take – like the penalties for Portugal are um, are also contested that way. Like they both play for, for Portugal and Ronaldo takes those. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I am starting to see see it more just because you brought up the it's it's more Bruno's team thing, um, but yeah, we're I mean we're still on, on different sides, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and, the way United right. plays, they yeah. have the way United plays, they they're a team that gets penalties a lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have a, a decent sample size. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll have this resolved by next week. Um, uh, <laughs> and and Klopp would agree. Uh, and speaking of Klopp, we have we have uh, Brentford versus Liverpool, um, and this looked to be a a minnows versus sharks uh, matchup. But um, Brentford again showed what Brentford could do. Uh, and they took it to Liverpool. Um, it was it was three three. It was as a Liverpool fan, um, I loved it. I thought it was a, it was a great match. I don't think any it is it is frustrating, but I don't think any Liverpool players are upset i mean upset about the result maybe but they're not they're not upset about the the soccer um i i thought it was i thought it was a wonderful game and you, you don't really get upset about a 3-3 unless you like you totally blew everything um and it happens a lesson to learn and no one really no one really knows brentford that well and they have a very interesting system they have a sports better at the the head of their um <laughs> the head of their their uh, franchise and or team oh, sorry uh and it and yeah, they, they, they operate off data and obviously it's been working super well so far. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out, uh, I'll get you guys thoughts right after you point this out. Brentford, this is, this is weird for anyone who actually watched the match. Um, maybe some of our listeners can enlighten us, but uh, Brentford had a higher XG than Liverpool, making them and Man City the only teams that have won every single game on XG. Um I mean, Liverpool was, was attacking the whole time and did did blow a lot of chances, but um, Brentford had a, a disallowed goal at the end. Uh, I thought it was curious that, and it wasn't just by a little; it was it was by like like 0.5 goals that Brentford had a higher xG. Um, ended up ended up three three, uh, which shows Brentford can play with the big boys. And um, I think my take is that they're going to finish at the top half of the table. Um, see if anyone anyone has any thoughts on the game or uh, on Brentford. And or Liverpool's places on the table. Pranav, do you have any defensive concerns with a, a back four consisting of Robbo, Trent, Van Dyke, Matip, and a fifth in Allison conceding three goals? And that it's not even like it was in a short period of time either where they were able to turn it around, but it was up over the course of the game. Uh, funnily enough, it was it was Robertson. I've never ever heard like Liverpool fans to call call for like like oh Robertson like did us dirty. Robertson played like crap this game, uh offensively and defensively. Um and the thing is like now he's at, like no one thought this would really happen. Um he's like fighting for his position now with Simicas. And um I wouldn't say I have I have concerns. I think that I think that if it were like Arsenal doing this to us, I'd have concerns. Not to not to belittle Arsenal, but more more that like Arsenal is a team that we've played every single year, uh, at least twice, and we know what Arsenal entails. We know um, 
what that attack and what that defense can do. And also, we Liverpool tends to score a lot of goals against Arsenal. Brentford is a completely new challenge. Um, and they're, they're, they're like almost money ball philosophy. They're bound to win them points. And yeah, I think giving up three goals is is rough, but I think it also it, it happens, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say concerns. If it happens again, then maybe. Um, we do have Man City coming up next week, um, so it it is a bit of a concern. Um, but I think we again we played Man City. Uh, Klopp knows Pep. Like obviously, it's a different it's a different animal playing Man City because they're so good. But Klopp Klopp knows Pep, and they've met a lot of times. Um, and it, is, it isn't going to be a surprise, you know, and Brentford was a surprise. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my uh, two cents on that. So I, I just looked up some, some stats, to try and put some context to the Brentford having a whole lot of XG. Um, they had 10 of their 12 shots inside the box and one shot go off the bar. Um, so I assume that will boost that, boost the numbers and only two shots outside the box. So they're taking, Shots from inside the box, which you know, traditionally you'll you'll be if you get in the box, it's you'll, the you'll, money ball mindset, right? They, yeah, they yeah. they were they were taking a lot of um, they were playing very directly, but they weren't playing like Route One football. They weren't playing like like Burnley shit, you know. Like they were they were playing, they were doing they were doing long throws, but in like in like an aesthetically pleasing way. Like it was it was fun to watch. It wasn't just like like lump it and like like uh, cross it inshallah, you know. Um, so I, I thought I thought they played. I, I think they're going to be very exciting to watch, and I I really think I'm going to wa- I'm going to try to watch them more against teams that I don't necessarily care about, um, because I, I I don't know they they won a fan this week, um, but yeah. Does anyone have any any thoughts on on Brentford? I don't know if you you guys have seen Brentford play uh, so much. Um, does anyone have anything to say for or against my they'll finish in the top half um, take? Yeah, I, I could add something. Uh, I watched Brentford be Arsenal, um, but yeah, I mean, Leeds, last year was their first year back in the Premier League, correct? Yeah, they finished ninth, 10th, or 11th? One of those three. Um, I totally, like, I think that is not much of a hot take like it absolutely could happen obviously it's early on and things are still shaping up but just like the way that they've played so far um Leeds is an established like like people people know who Leeds is you know yeah no one knew no one knows Brentford in in, uh in the Premier League like they've been a fixture they have they have Premier League rivals right Um, maybe Brentford does I don't know I don't know who that Brentford but (laughs) probably uh, not um I, I think like the whole going back to like the analytics portion of it, I think that's really cool. Um, kind of makes me think um, of in basketball when players used to always go for two pointers. And then like when Steph Curry came into the game, um, they started going for three pointers. Um, and now there's a lot more three pointers that are taken. Um, and that's because of analytics. They realized statistically um, it makes more sense to shoot a three-pointer. I mean, obviously, like, given it varies in the situation compared to a two-pointer. Um, I don't know, like, the extent to which Brentford is using analytics, maybe not to that extent, but um, I think that's cool. I, I, it also makes me think of uh, uh, who was saying that soccer players need an ear pierce? 
Yeah, it was Jesse, Jesse Marsh. Um, I, I disagree with it completely because it's it's just not the same sport at all. Like football is like it it's it, by nature it's there's a lot of stops and starts and so it's really easy to do that. And every every single I was listening to to someone else and there's like every single play in in football American football is a set piece. Um, so like it's it's something that you can do. Whereas here it's not like that. It's it's like a like a game that's flowing. You know. Um, I don't think we'll ever get there, but I think that analytics can do much. Analytics are a pretty weak point of, of soccer. Um, and some purists will argue, like, oh, that's the beauty of the game. Like, all right, yeah, like, you won't lose, sure. But um, I think I think it's going to get a lot more powerful going forward. Um, I think Kieran should speak to that. Yeah, I was going to say, Kieran, you're, you're, our, you're our analytics and, and stats guy. What are your... What are your thoughts um, on, on on soccer's future of analytics? Oh, I mean, it makes sense in order to have uh, statistically. I mean, I don't know what Brentford's analytics are like, but I think the Steph Curry and then long shots comparison is very accurate because the more shots you're <laughs> the the more shots you the more shots that you have in a game, the more likely you are to score. I mean, XG is a very new stat that's taking over. Like, it's been around for like. It's been around for a little bit. People, have, everyone talks about XG as the stat that goes alongside goals. Now they're almost hand in hand uh, in terms of like the way people discuss them as, as relevant stats. So yes, yeah, statistically, every sport I think like the whole the aspect that this is the beauty of the game is why we don't use analytics. It's, it's a very old mindset that is dying out in everything now. So regardless of regardless of what's being seen, I don't really know as much. I think maybe they're talking about what style of play gets you the most xg and stuff like that maybe that's what it is i don't i don't really know what soccer analytics could be but i can see it getting stronger all right and uh to wrap up our premier league um our premier league section uh brighton have a game on monday and if they win this game they go top of the premier league um they're playing crystal palace who are currently languishing in um like they're 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 ahead um, uh, not quite a head and shoulders above the uh, relegation zone. Um, is Brighton going to go top? And does that mean anything, Chris? I think they can. I don't think it means much. Uh, wasn't Aston Villa top of the table last year? Everton was for a while. Everton was well. That was Everton was top for like three games. Aston Villa was like basically towards the top of the table for a good amount of time because uh, they had that COVID outbreak, so they had like a few games in hand. Um, but I mean, yeah, okay. So Brighton goes to the top of the table. So what? Like Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea, and Manchester United are both in very good shape overall in terms of what their squads look like. So, I, I mean, 10 games from now, if they're top of the table, sure, we can have this conversation, but I'm not willing to entertain this conversation right now. That's fair. Um, I, th- I think if it, if it were a game three, I, I, I wouldn't even, um, again, if we were in an Everton region of games, um, I, I wouldn't have entertained this. But it's six, six games is, is a pretty decent barometer. Um, like the table is, is kind of shaping up in some way. Um, I think you're right. In ten games, I think they'll they'll be in like seventh or something. Um, it'll it'll kind of regress to the mean, but I think it I think it means something that they're they're gonna be like they're not gonna have they're not gonna it's not gonna be any more games played. It's gonna be the same amount of games played. 
um, and they're gonna or they they might go top, um, which I think is, is pretty crazy. Uh, Hunter or or Karen, do you guys have anything to say about this? I think obviously I don't think Brighton have the squad depth to maintain you know a, a, a top of the table or 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 top four run um but i think uh it's kind of been interesting the last three ish years how there's always one team who kind of surges out of nowhere to to uh a european spot um you know how how two years ago west ham barely survived relegation and then and then last year they they finished it in a europa league spot um i think that will be brighton this year where you know, last year they weren't really a whole lot, but this year they'll figure enough out um, to 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 be able to 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 finish that high. That being said, um, they haven't played really a current top fourteen. Um, they were able to beat Leicester two one uh, their last time out, so it, it'll be interesting to see um, how they fare against. You know the 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 Aston Villas and the Evertons and 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 those types of teams in the league, but but I think for me, I I think they probably will go top of the league, but they, they will settle around the fifth to seventh kind of area in the table and 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 be that kind of out of nowhere European spot. All right, um, so we're gonna we're gonna exit England, um, and uh, we're gonna go to Spain. Um, there's a decent title race. We had a little bit of discussion on uh, Spain last week. Um, Kieran, you said you said Atletico. You, you, your 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 uh, team to take La Liga was Atletico. Um, do you have any any uh, <laughs> any thoughts about that anymore, or are you are you still are you still confident about Atletico? Oh no, Madrid's gonna win it. Yeah, I'm completely 180. Madrid's going to win it. Uh, Benzema is crazy right now. He's going off. And I'm not confident enough in Atletico to like, I can see maybe Suarez willing them to second. And I think it's an Atletico Madrid race, but Madrid's just a better team. They're, I don't know how or why, but in a week they've proven that they're a better team. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there in La Liga. Like La Liga, I think will be very, it's going to be a two horse race. It's not like Serie A where I think everybody, nobody knows. I also would like to, I want to get definitely touch on Serie A soon because uh, as, as, Serie A is an open race. La Liga, I think, is a two-horse race. And I think you seem, Madrid, you seem to think Serie A was a closed race last week. Uh, it's pretty open. I think Serie A is wide. I think La Liga is actually a little bit – the La Liga race is going on crazy kind of now as opposed to like Sevilla second. And I think I could see Sevilla being higher than Barcelona in the table. Uh, and they may even, they may be like Monaco. I don't remember if anyone was watching uh, League on last season where it was like a crazy Monaco, Lille, PSG, uh, like basically trade off. I think that's what La Liga is going to be. And Sevilla is going to be that like Monaco team where like they, they're, they're around and they'll be fighting. But I think Madrid just has, Madrid has so much firepower on every, like, even if Benzema's not scoring, Vinicius is like having the season of his life right now. Like, they're really good. Even the Villarreal game, I think, is more of like they drew Villarreal just now, zero zero. Uh, and I thought that 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 was more to do. I think Emery is just Unai Emery is just a really good La Liga coach for some reason, and like 
uh, that's probably why that happened. But I, Madrid just has way too much firepower to to, is, uh, to be challenged. Is uh, is Barcelona back? No, kind of. Um, I mean, obviously not, not back in its former glory. But um, do Barcelona fans have hope after no. the, the, the result? Not at no. Um, there's. Where do you think? Where do you think Barcelona's going to finish? Fourth. Fourth. Um, uh, I think that at some point. Anzu Fati and Usman Dembele and Memphis Depay are going to form like something. They're going to have some run of form that's going to be good. But, uh, and I think Anzu Fati, like Anzu Fati scored today. He has, he's been out for years on for, I was watching that game actually. He's on for 10 minutes and he scored a pretty good goal. Uh, and he, I mean, he is coming off an Achilles, but like, I think he's going to be quite good this year. And I think him and Depay are going to be really good. I'm hoping Usman Dembele can just stay healthy for more than like five games. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to be – they're not going to challenge for a title, and I'm pretty sure – but I think they'll comfortably get Champions League in fourth. I don't think it's going to be – they're, they're going to be not – I don't think they'll be dropping off, but they're, just, they're definitely – they're nowhere near a title. There. Um, Madrid has uh, Sheriff this week. Do you foresee any issues? No. Sheriff did beat Shakhtar last week and um, – or two weeks ago, whatever the last match day was. And Madrid lost a Shakhtar last year. Um, do you think that means anything? Or no? No, no. The Madrid Madrid also has a history in the Champions League of just completely killing like small teams like like Sheriff. Like this is gonna be this is gonna be, this is gonna be ugly. This is gonna be like a, it's gonna be like a five zero or a six zero. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not gonna Madrid. Benzema is he's not gonna win a Ballon d'Or, but he's making a late push. To I I he's definitely gonna be La, La Liga's golden shoe, but I think he's gonna make a push to have his conversation in the in there for the best number nine in the world. He's not gonna he's, Lewandowski. I think would very clearly be up there, but Benzema is gonna go pretty crazy this season. Top, top fifteen, top ten, Ballon d'Or. I think he'll be top five. I think top he'll. Five? Wow. Five. Yeah. Okay. I think he. I, he's not gonna. He won't be top three, but he will be top five. Okay. Interesting. Um, and Barcelona have uh, Benfica uh, midweek. Uh. What what do you what do you predict will be the result of that? I actually it, I think that's a tough one. I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the draw. Let's go with one one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may win. I still think Barcelona would win against Benfica. Barcelona is not as bad as people think they are. They're just not. They're Barcelona. You know, people hold them to a higher standard, and they're gonna be like they can beat Benfica. But I'll go with one one. They're not in great form. Fair fair. Hunter, do you have anything to say on uh, La Liga? Any thoughts um, reasons? Not, not particularly. It will be interesting to see if if Barcelona can take this momentum and pick their spirits back up and 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 actually play the way we know Barcelona can play because they still do have a lot of really high quality players, um, including but not limited to our own Serginho Dest um, and formerly Conrad De La Fuente. Um, but yeah, I I I think if if they can figure out some either play Memphis up top or something else um, because I don't think Luke de Jong is the answer for their goals. Um, I mean, he scored, he scored today. That doesn't change my answer. Um, I think just because he, I mean, Luke de Jong scored today and Jose saw got an assist as a goalkeeper. So it, it, one off is not enough to change my mind. Um, as far as consistent goal scoring, I think, it'll either have to be Memphis kind of playing that messy kind of false nine role. If they ever go back to that ever. Um, or scoring from the wing or, or, 
or something like that. So it'll be interesting to see how well they take this momentum and, and if they can kind of re-cement their spot as a, as a threat in La Liga. Is Coleman a good manager? Karen? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I would say so. I think he's a – I think uh, – I don't think he's a Barcelona-level manager. Uh, he's definitely stepped down in general, but I think he's good enough to get a ch- team to the Champions League, like finish. I, I think Barcelona knows that it's not going to win anything this year. I think they're they're aware of that. I think maybe next year they'd maybe put the pressure on him. But like in general, like I don't know, they're not they're not good. Like, and I think a lot of like their offense in midfield is pretty good. Their midfield is still very good, but their defense is bad. Um, and like Eric Garcia is not good. I don't know why people keep like giving him chances to be like he he's he's had a very like handed to him thing. His statistics are awful. And he somehow he starts for Spain was a Man City like fit like like he was in the rotation for Man City and is now a starter for Barcelona. Like it doesn't make any sense. Uh and he's and, and that defense is just gonna get manhandled this year. And I think Coleman is is his his bread and butter is supposed to be being a defensive coach, if I'm not mistaken. And I just they're they're not good. They're, they 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 get beat off the ball too quickly. Uh and Barcelona's they they do they don't know how to transition the ball to the midfield to be good as well. So, which is crazy because Barcelona's whole philosophy for the entire existence has been Tiki Taka. Uh, so, but yeah, Komen, he's still, I don't know. He's still like a Champions League quality. He'll get, he'll get Barcelona Champions League. Kieran, is, is there something to be said for playing Eric Garcia next to Jared Piquet to, 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 build his experience because Jared Piquet is 34, right? Could Barca be, be looking at Eric Garcia at 20 years old as the next PK and their best uh, philosophy to do that is to just play him next to PK regardless. I mean, yeah, PK, PK, PK is still a very quality defender. He's definitely a starter. He would start on a lot of teams in, in world football still. Uh, and Eric Garcia, I don't know. I, I, maybe I still think that eventually he's going to fuck up enough this year that like they will bench him for long layer Umtiti at one point. Like Umtiti is actually, I feel like Umtiti is, he gets a bad rap a lot. Like he, he's just hurt quite often, but he is still a pretty good defender. Uh, and Garcia is just not, he's just, I, I've seen him make too many mistakes. He constantly like, in a lot of goal games that Barcelona concedes, he's usually the one who's out of position or is missing tackles. Um, back to back to Komen. Um, so, well, two two things. One, um, there's there is a ton of pressure on him. Like you're saying, you know, get him back in the or sorry, you can get him in the Champions League again. It might not be him. Um, he is. He was currently like today. He wasn't on the sideline. He he was serving a ban from last match uh, after he he verbally abused the fourth official. Um, he got a red card for that, and they gave him a two-match ban. Um, do you think his his job is safe? If not, who's going to replace him? Quick take. Uh, I, I no, I think they'll fire him. Uh, but I just don't think he needs to be fired. Uh, and if someone and they if they do, who's out there? I don't even know who's out there in the world coaching. I feel like Barcelona will pick someone off on the street, like Big Sam. No. Uh, Xavi. Nah, I don't think Xavi would come. Um, uh, I don't know. Somebody, Conte definitely wouldn't go there. 
who's who's available? So I, I don't even know who's available. Xavi has said that it's always been his dream to coach Barcelona. Um, it's just a matter of when he wants to stop getting paid. Hold do you do you think that that uh the Xavi is in like a like a Frank Lampard situation right now where like if he came in Barcelona right now and took over, like he's like safe. Like like everyone everyone's talking about how Lampard like had had like basically the whole season to like do whatever he wanted and like Chelsea were like in a shithole for like a little bit. And um, they brought in Lampard at that point, and it was basically like Lampard had like like a free a free a free pass. Um, and do you think Xavi could be in that same position if they do bring him in, or do you think Barcelona just held to a higher standard? I feel I I, I feel like Barcelona would. That's a tough one because I I am not as in tune with Barcelona as I am with Chelsea, obviously. Um, I think it depends on how the rest of their season go, and and if Xavi does become available, and they just, and, they, and they decide to to sack Ronald Koeman, um, but I think it's it could be a case where Xavi comes in and reinstitutes that kind of tiki taka um, style of football that 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 Barca are so well known uh, to play because his, his I've seen a couple of small little clips on, on social media of, of, of Xavi's, um, of Xavi's team. And they are playing that tiki taka play out from the back. We will have 98 passes before we even take a shot type of type of style of, of, of football, which, which I know would, and especially with, with having him as the manager would re endear the fans and kind of reinvigorate them to, 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 to kind of get behind Xavi because he, he is one of their, all-time top club legends. So, I, uh, I, I, I think. See, I think the way that Barcelona talks about Xavi, they're expecting him to be their pep. Like he's going to come back, and he's going to have the same pep effect. Uh, and I don't think he'll come. One, obviously, for the paycheck. I also don't think he wants to come to Barcelona when they're such a wreck. I think he'll wait maybe another couple of years for them to be in a little bit better position, and then he'll come back in. Um, so now we're going to move over to Italy, where um, we had uh, we had a discussion about them last week. Um, Hunter wasn't here last week, and, and Chris has dropped off. But I thought that um, I thought that, that Roma would be would be a uh, a contender, um, and I thought Milan had potential. Uh, Kieran was pretty confident in Inter. Um, turns out Napoli is on top of the table right now. Um, so what's 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 up with Serie A, Kieran? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I've actually been spending most of my weekend watching Serie A, I will say that. Uh, and Napoli is really good. Victor Osman is shaping up to be one of the best strikers in Serie A this year. Maybe not the world, probably definitely not the world, but he may he may be top two striker and he may be. And that Napoli attack with Insigne is just, they're very blistering. They look like, I, I think if they were in, are they, I'm not sure if they're in the Champions League this year. Um, I don't think they are. I think they are a very Champions League level quality team. And if they were in the Champions League, they would be threatening a lot of people. Like they're, they're very, it's a fun team because, you know, they're, they're playing sorry ball and sorry, sorry is a very like possession, but also kind of physical based manager that like the Napoli is taking over. Like I watched them play. Uh, I watched them play a little bit against Cagliari today. I saw awesome in score. And I watched the midweek play again, and they're they they have so much possession of the ball, and they're very attacking. So they're dominating teams. Also, it has to do with the fact that like 
I also think Inter will be very good. I still think Inter is probably going to win the league. It's just not as I, I was more convinced about it because after they'd beaten Bologna 6-1, but now I'm not as they, they had that 2-2 draw with Atalanta. And Atalanta is a good team in Serie A. Uh, they're one of the teams that has probably risen out uh, like they're probably the closest thing that the rest of the Europe has to Leicester in terms of how uh, they operate inside Serie A because they have they have really come out of nowhere in terms of where how, like as to becoming a strong team. But uh, I still think Inter will probably win Serie A. They just have a really strong team and they're, they're, there's more uh, fluency in the team. Serie A has gone over a lot of turnover between teams over the last year or so. Uh, but it is very wide open. I have no clue who's. I, I I'm gone. I've gone from. I I'm confident Inter's going to win it, and and in a week I've gone to. I think Inter will win it. Um, is so so Roma just just lost um this week to Lazio. Uh, is this just Jose or is like is 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 Jose Mourinho becoming the Jose Mourinho that we know, or is it just like managers lose games? Uh, I think watching it play Lazio, uh, Lazio were just really good. I actually, I am, I am completely, I, I, I said the wrong name for, uh, for the Napoli manager. Sorry is the Lazio manager and Luciano Spalletti is the Napoli manager. That is my mistake. Uh, I still, all the things I said still hold true because I don't know why I thought I, I, I thought I was picturing sorry as Spalletti for some reason. I just, you're, you're back in like, you're back in like 2017. Yeah, I was just like, I was just, I was picturing sorry for like, for, I was thinking of Spalletti and just saying sorry. And too many Italian managers, you know, like, um, uh, but Spalletti, Spalletti is a, the Spalletti is the Napoli coach. Sorry, sorry is a very attacking coach. Like he's a very attacking, attack minded coach. And Hunter could probably speak to that. He had sorry for a year over there in Chelsea and Lazio were just more dominant. I just, I don't know how good Rome is going to be. I think they're going to be fine. They'll be maybe getting it fourth. I don't think they're going to win the league, Uh, but I can totally tell that Joe's is having so much fun. You look at it. He looks like he's having a lot of fun out there. I remember when Roma scored, uh, Napoli was up 2-0. I'm not, not, Lazio was up 2-0 today. And then uh, Roma scored and Jose just goes on the sideline and starts pumping his chest and like, and he's just like fired up. And after the game, the way he just, he, he puts the, I was watching with one of my friends and we were just, we were, uh, he, he literally rounded up the team and then yelled at them in the middle of the field and then brought them in and everyone had to follow. He is, and I don't think Roma has the ball. Like Tottenham has the balls to sack Jose Mourinho. I, I, like a lot of teams have the, the balls. I don't think Roma has the balls to fire him. Like, and I think he'll, he'll get them to fourth, but they won't, they won't fire him. And they, they, he's, he's a bigger coach than they are club in order for like him having bad results being warranted, warranting of a firing. So I think Jose's here to stay and he's going to be, I think Serie A is going to be really fun, and I think Jose is going to be really fun in Serie. He takes the Italian soccer really well. All right, um, and Milan play Atletico midweek. Um, who takes it? Just give me win loss or draw for Milan. Milan. I'm going to go right. one, uh, one zero to Milan. One zero Milan. Hunter, what about you? I think Atletico probably two one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go one one, one one or two two. I think it's going to be uh, a draw, and I think it's going to be close. Um, and uh, Juventus are still languishing. I mean, they're in the top half of the table right now, but um, they're still languishing down in ninth, um, still below Empoli, who, who's haunted them from, from match week one. Um, uh, what's going on with Juve? Uh, why do they suck right now? 
And um, they got Chelsea midweek. Uh, give me predictions for that quickly. Um, Juve is really bad. Uh, they have no very little offensive prowess. I will say that they did scrape through Sampdoria and Spezia 3-2 in two consecutive games. Um, they're just – they have no – you can't rely on Paulo Dybala, who also just got hurt, and Alvin Ross is not going to win you a lot of games. He's going to score goals, but he, he's just not – he's not going to win games. Uh, and what was it? Chelsea, Juve, Chelsea, we beat them 2-0. Juve's not good this year. I could see them finishing fifth, actually. Um, so that may be a – I'm not sure if that is a hot take. I think it is, but I, I, I think they're dropping out of Champions League football this year. Uh, I actually do. They're not good, and they don't – I see nothing that will save them. Maybe Chiesa, but I don't. I don't even think so. I think it's like a like a like a decently warm take. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a hot take just because they almost didn't make it last year, and now Ronaldo has left them in shambles. So I think I think it, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't think they're gonna finish season ninth. But um, Hunter, what are your thoughts on Juve, and what do you predict for midweek? Uh, I think Juve have got a lot of. Uh, Hoping to do after the Ronaldo loss. I, I, I feel like they probably relied on him a bit, um, kind of being that focal point up top. Um, and then either next to Dybala or Dybala playing wide or dropping in behind. Um, so now with Alvaro Morata playing that Ronaldo role isn't going to be as effective. Um, I, I still think they will come back uh, and get uh, in the in, in top four just because the amount of quality in their team, um, it would, it would surprise me uh, if, if, if they, if they didn't. Um, But as for the midweek, I think either three, one or three Oh Chelsea with Lukaku and Warner both getting on the score sheet in some way, shape or form Uh, just, you know, a, a, Keeping You're Juve, so Chris is in here. <laughs> uh, keeping Juve, um, kind of bringing them back down to back down to earth. You know, like they're, uh, I don't even know where they are. Ninth. They're they're in ninth right now. I, I think they're already back down on earth and possibly below earth. Um, uh, I think yeah, yeah I think I think both teams really need to win, and I think Chelsea will take it. Although I think it was it'd be hilarious if Juventus won like two one or something. Um, uh, Werner's not going to score. Um, and, uh, so we're going to, we're going to move to Germany real quick. And, um, so we had an interesting one with, uh, Dortmund and Mönchengladbach. Uh, what happened with Dortmund? They lost. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, but like, I will say like a red card and a loss is rough. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I didn't watch the game. I just saw the result and I think it was worth talking about. Zero um, shots on target for Dortmund. That's bad. Wow. I did not know that. Um, yeah, that's really bad. Uh, what was Gladbach's what was the possession and Gladbach's shots if can if you if you have them? Yeah, uh Gladbach had 53, 56% possession and uh 15 shots, three on target. Um they 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 comprehensively uh spanked Dortmund. Um I can get the XG for you right now. Uh but keep going ahead. No, um Gladbach. I think Gladbach is a good team. I think the Bundesliga has a lot more quality attacking teams that we real than than we realize. Uh, because, because you know Bayern obviously dominates it every year, but uh, Dortmund, I think Dortmund has always kind of held on to that second spot. 
relatively tightly. They could maybe like fluctuate on out around there, but they've always been um, comfortably the second best team in the Bundesliga. And I think this year, this may be the year that they start slipping, even though I, I, I really do like Dortmund actually. I'm a, I, I, I like Dortmund a lot and I hope that doesn't happen, but I think Leipzig might be taking their, their title as the second best team in the Bundesliga uh, away from them. And because uh, I think Leipzig won six nil today or something or yesterday they won six nil or something like that. And if Dortmund Dortmund losing to Gladbach, like I don't know, it, it it's not a great result. I I could see Leipzig overtaking them in the Bundesliga standings this year. And they, the X, XG years. was was one point six six to zero point five seven, um, and it was just justified in the score. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dortmund Dortmund losing. It's uh, the Bundesliga is not exactly. Uh, I don't think we're going to be talking about it. In terms of like big results this year, all that often, I I think maybe if if Leipzig can the the I think that one I think the season's already over in terms of Bayern's gonna win the league and uh uh it's not like Serie A where like it's well wide open Bayern is gonna win the league and I think maybe Leipzig and Dortmund will wrestle for second but I I'm pretty sure Leipzig Leipzig is actually gonna take it so uh, is there any is there any I mean do they, do they take uh, some some uh... What's the word? Are they like is is it not that bad because uh, Holland didn't play, or is it terrible to just rely on one twenty year old to 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 carry um, a team like? Um, I didn't see. I didn't know that Holland didn't play. That makes it a little bit better, but still not. I still think I still think Dortmund fans and management will be upset if they don't finish second, and I don't think they will. And I'm pretty sure. I think Holland will have a great year. I'm still convinced Holland's going to have an amazing year. Uh, but, um, that makes it a little bit better. Actually, that doesn't make it as do, 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 who was playing striker for them. If you, if you wouldn't mind looking at, uh, it was right force here was, was, uh, Malin and Mukoko. So we got like, Mukoko. Oh, well, see, I think that's kind of, that's kind of bad on Daniel Malin. They, he was a little bit of a hyped up signing for them. He was supposed to be their Jaden Sancho replacement. If it's just, not, a, it's just what happens when, when the Euros happen. Um, when, when when world tournaments happen, you just get these like sick players, and then they just fizzle. Um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully he'll he'll stay good. Uh, but I think uh, yeah, Thorgan Hazard came on, didn't have an impact, um, or didn't have a true impact. He, no one got on the score sheet, obviously, after and who got a red card in the 40th minute. Um, so not a ton that uh, Rosa could have done. Hunter, do you have anything to say? Um, I think that Dortmund have the issue of. Some players are aging and some players are very young and not experienced enough. Um, Muku, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Mukoko, um, Mukuku, um, you know, he's, he's 16 years old. He turned 17 in November, in, in November, very young. Malin is 22 years old. Um, then you have players like Axel Witzel, who's surprisingly only 32, even though I feel like he's probably, he, he feels like uh, about 36. Um, you know, but you have Mats Hummels, 32, two aging core players. Um, you know, it, it, but I think Dorman's issue this year is is their defense and 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 their ability to to keep goals out of the net. They, they haven't kept a clean sheet yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if if uh, Marco Rosa. Um, figures out a way to, to change things around to keep the ball out of their own net. 
Um, and uh, so earlier I, I mentioned um, signings because of international tournaments. Uh, probably one of the most famous signings ever from an international tournament is uh, Kieran's former man, um, James Rodriguez. Uh, this is, he's probably the most famous player that I can think of that like just never had like a crazy impact on any club he, he went to, except for Everton for like, for like three weeks. But um, other than that, like he, brilliant player, brilliant potential, um, scored that bang on the World Cup. And Never really got going anywhere else. Obviously, he had a lot of success at Madrid, um, did decently at Bayern, uh, and could never stay fit. Uh, so Rafa had had some some words to say, but I want to hear Kieran's thoughts on this as, as the affected party. I mean, I honestly don't think that – I don't even think it matters, like, Hamas leaving Everton at least. I will reflect on his career a little bit in the sense that, like, he – I think every World Cup you have a breakout star that is, like, going to be, like – like the the player and Hamas was that player in 2014 and he had a really good first season but I was looking over his career just the other day like I was I was scanning it when I found out he left and it's not a great career I'm actually looking at it in the sense it's good like it's definitely don't get me wrong it's a good career like I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say a bad career he had a very good career uh, very respectable he's probably one of the best clubbing players like maybe ever but overall like people are expecting him to be he was a Galactico level signing and People are expecting him to be like amazing. He was going to be, he should be a Modric level player. Like that's how good he should be. And aside from one world cup, one very, very good season in Madrid, his first year and three weeks at Everton and one, one good season in Monaco and one good season in Porto. He's been like, his career hasn't been that good. His Bayern spell was mediocre to say the least. It was, it was, it was okay. But it wasn't that great. Uh, and Coutinho's Bayern spell was better. Yeah, and since then, like he's just not been that great. Like he has to. I think that he's he he has a lot of titles to his name for playing for Bayern in Madrid. But his stats are like I think he had 84, 85 in in six years at Madrid. He had eighty five appearances and twenty nine goals in La Liga. Okay, I mean I think it's it's really easy to say like he hasn't had a wonderful career, but um, not not a lot of players have had like like. Like he he's in probably like like the top like eighty fifth percentile of like players you know no he um, is and I, uh, my 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 point is that um you can have not that great of a career but to go in um in September the end of September to uh a to Al Ryan instead in, in Qatar instead of um and leaving leaving Everton like that that's a that's that's an indictment on a player like Rafa Rafa basically just flambéed him. It's like having a player being available for 50% of games in the Premier League is not something that we can manage easily. Um, and this is a player that, like, yeah, he's not an Everton legend, but he, like, kind of carried Everton for a bit, um, for a at least in the, yeah. in the beginning. Maybe not carried, but he he, boo- he definitely buoyed Everton um, to, to a great degree. He made us excited last year. He's, he's definitely the reason that we were top of the table for that list. Yeah, spot. and he's, he's, he's the reason that, like, Everton had hope. Like, he's the reason that the, the Merseyside derbies last year were, were so good. Um, but, uh, like, is what, what, what went wrong? Is, is basically my, my uh, he can't my stay healthy. He really just, I don't know. And like, uh, you could always tell that Hamas didn't really want to be there. Like, he was really good for that first month, but in general, like, well, he wanted Carlo. He wanted exactly. To be and like, you could always tell that Carlo didn't really want to be there. Like, and uh, like, he didn't. You could tell there's a reason he left in two seconds. What, like, what went wrong with Hamas Everton? Well, what, no, what went wrong with Hamas at, at Everton? 
was what went wrong with Carlo at Everton. And then the moment Carlo left, Hamas was like, why the fuck am I still here? And then he dipped. Like, um, because I mean, like, I don't blame him. I just thought Alarain was gonna be like was a surprising choice. I knew he wasn't gonna go back to Madrid, but I could see him maybe going to like a Sevilla or like well, yeah, like, like where where are you gonna go? Um just because, I, I thought like, he'd leave the summer and go to make maybe like a mid-level, maybe be a low-level signing from Milan or go to like Sevilla and be like more of a big player and then just have like a good and like Hakim Ben Arfa or something like that. Have like a good end of your career, but like not peter off in, in freaking in the middle east like i didn't i didn't i did not expect that i thought he would leave i knew he wanted to he's probably wanted to leave since he got there to be honest uh and it, it's more i i more just i think this is the end of his career right he's he's done now and it's it didn't he never he never got out of the phase of being a young star like i still yeah, think of him like, as a young star Hamas, like, so i think about Hamas, like i will i know i will remember who he was and like i'll oh, yeah. know I will know who James Rodriguez is. It's not someone I'm going to forget. Like, and I, we all thought he was going to be like a Seedorf or like one of those, like, like a David Beckham. Like he was like, good he, was good. He, he was good. And he was stylish. Like people yeah. liked the way he played and he just never became that outside of one season in Madrid. Like, like there was a point where Hamas had the best long shots in FIFA. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, think about that. And now he, and towards the end, he was like an 81 overall player. Like, I don't know. And he's just, he, he's not nearly, he's a, he's had a great career. Like, I don't want to say that, but he just, I thought he would be a, like, so I thought he, one day Hamas Rodriguez would have like a legends card in, in, in FIFA ultimate team or something like that. And he's, he's not going to have that. Yeah. So do you think, do you think he just got unlucky or is, is, I think injuries as well. I don't know. I mean, I think it, I think it mainly probably is injury. Oh, actually, no, I was talking to Joe, my, one of my friends about this and he thinks Zidane probably is what Zidane showed up in Madrid and probably ended his career as weird as that is to say, because Zidane is a great coach, but he just, I don't know. He came in completely changed the system of Madrid because Madrid was always like stylistically a four, two, three, one. And then Zidane changed them from a four, one, two, three to great effect, obviously. But if you're not playing a camp, Hamas, I think the indictment on Hamas as a player, and this is probably, is he can't really play any other position like Cam. He's kind of like Ozil. He can't really play any other position other than Cam very well. He's a very good Cam, but like you can't play. So, yeah. mid. That's and, that, that's probably a perfect like way, way to sum him up. Like he's bags of ability, but um, so do you do you think if he if he had burst onto the scene maybe like ten years prior, um, we would be having this conversation about him? I don't know. I I think the classic cam is like a like a normal. I think he was unlucky. I think I think he is in a position. He, he if he had been in a position where he was the talisman of Madrid when he went there and Ronaldo wasn't already there, uh, he would have probably he would have probably done better. Uh, where he was the because I mean when that season that he was really good at Madrid, he was the second best player behind Ronaldo. Um, he was like there. He was basically Bruno in Madrid for like that one season. That he was there, uh, and if maybe if Ronaldo was, I mean, that was there, those, I mean, those around prime Gareth Bale time too, though. That's true. That is true. Um, damn, that team was good. Dang, like I think that about how good, so that, good. Team. <laughs> that, that team was really good. Uh, and uh, I don't know, maybe if he had gone to a team that like would have utilized him in like a more of a cam centric role, I don't know, something like that. But I mean, we'll never find out now. Hunter, do you have do you have thoughts? It'll be interesting to see if if uh, if Hamas is able to kind of rekindle that kind of flame and 
after a couple of years outside of, outside of Europe, uh, be able to come back and 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 play for a you know AC Milan or or or, or go back to Monaco or something like that. All right. Yep. I, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think he, he can, I don't know that it's likely, but um, yeah. So that's all we have for you today. Um, thank you for joining us for idiots. Well, two idiots now, two of them dropped off. Um, but yeah, we will see you next week. Bye-bye.